What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Busted Barstools podcast. You are joined by myself, the Sasquatch, the coach, the doctor, and a man in rare, rare form. It's Beric. How are we, gents? We all good? We good weekend? Fantastic, yeah. Um, before we get cracking, a small little story. Um, a guard pulled me over during the week, or stopped me at a checkpoint, didn't really pull me over. Um, I won't reveal the guard's name because confidentiality and all that, but <laughs> we'll call him. We'll call him Dusty, right? So Garda Dusty pulls me over and he says, uh, looked at my tax, which is out in September, since September. He says, I'll have your car turned into a can of 7-Up by the end of the week. And he actually saw I was playing the podcast on my phone when I was pulled over. And he just wanted to say that the Sasquatch, he lovely, he really enjoys the Sasquatch's uh, voice. And it's a very dulcet tone was the, the <laughs> word used. So, look, you're doing something right, Sas, so keep it up. And how is your car now? Hello and welcome to the Tree Busted Bars, dude. You're joined by the Sasquatch. <laughs> um, so thanks, yeah, Garda Dusty. <laughs> yeah, whoever that, whoever that fictitious guard is. Um, how's his girlfriend, Figment? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we've a lot to to get through. So fucking start yeah. that, wasn't it? Jesus Christ! Bit of heat, bit of heat straight out of the traps. Yeah, just, like to see. Another long one, gents. Uh, what a fucking yeah. weekend, guys! Huh? Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, unless you're not a soccer fan. Yeah, but who? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah we yeah, don't. Yeah, who yeah, cares? Let's not, let's not. I think I'm gonna go full. I'm gonna throw it out here now, and I'm gonna go full Jack Grealish, and I might just fucking switch it. Well, um. Scary. Lot to get through tonight. Um, I suppose we're still sticking with the same segments. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out the traps. First is the worst. It's going to be myself. Obviously, the NBA draft is this Wednesday, so I'm going to be breaking that down for you. Um, following on from that, the doctor is up um, with the doctor's orders. He's going to run through all the GA action that took place over the weekend. Um, we have a quick break. Following on from that, the coach will be up with his good, bad and ugly, giving us his take on the week that's been. And finally, last, but by God not least, it's going to be Beric. And I, I think there might have been a fight this weekend. And he might, I, don't, I don't really know, is there much happening in, in the world of fighting this weekend? He might let us know. Not a lot, mate. Not no, a lot, not, not a lot. Not, okay. Not, 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 um, no. In other news... Um, Fans on our Instagram may have noticed that we have yet another fan giveaway taking place. Another £60 gift voucher for USA Sports, just in time for the Christmas period. So, in order to enter, all you need to do is just, in the comments, tag two friends. Send us in your best fan question. And tune in and hopefully your question will be played. To kick us off, and to get down and dirty, the first man in the hat... Is Martin from Mallow? <clears throat> Hello, Martin from Mallow. How are you doing, uh, lads? It's uh, it's Martin here, Martin from uh, Mallow. Um, just a question related to the soccer team. There, we lost three 0 against England. Uh, um, 
Roy Keane slayed them for having no fight there after the game. Do you think that was harsh? And, and, and where is this Irish team at the moment? And where are they going to go going forward? You know, Kenny hasn't done much with them so far. Barely scored a goal. It's a very nasally accent, the Cork one, isn't it? It's absolutely bloody lovely. Isn't yeah. It? It's just... Yeah. Um, it's a very hateful accent, isn't it? It's like a, a county of people who are mm. bitter about something. Bitter about Irish football, but it sounds... Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aye, well... Yeah. Um, I tell you what, coach, you're you're on the form <laughs> as well. I like this. You're gonna throw this over the coach. Coach is gonna slam it home. Gonna um, I suppose there's not a lot to say. Um, I didn't watch it. I huge lie. I watched the England match. I didn't watch the match today. Yeah. They they lost today. Yeah, they won again. Yeah. Um, yeah. we don't have the players, guys. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't. The um, only reason I'd be critical of Kenny. Is he's trying to play an open, expansive game with the players we have, and you don't have these players. Yeah, but it's it's probably better to just fucking like would you rather lose one 0 or three 0 Tell you have to look at it like because I'd rather them play decent football and lose three 0 than play absolute stink football and lose one 0 if, if you looked at the England game, they were all over them like a like a rash for the first twenty minutes, and then as soon as England scored, heads the heads dropped because yeah. they knew we can only score one goal. Well. Do you know what I always find with, with Irish football? Is like these players that play kind of week in, week out for premiership teams, they like they make simple mistakes. Like, mm. It's like when they're playing for Ireland, they just switch off. And it's like like Shane Duffy there in the England game was appalling. Like. He is struggling though, he's been dropped from Celtic as well. Like he is just in a poor right. Poor May, maybe not the, the best example, but Jeff Hendrick wasn't brilliant for the first goal. Mm. Probably could have closed down. Was it the first or second? Sancho. Was that the first goal? Second goal. Second. Second goal. Uh, maybe. Yeah, Harry Maguire was the first. Jeff Hendrick probably could have got out to Sancho a little bit quicker, realistically. And for Burnley, he probably would have. The problem is, I, I, look, I wouldn't go getting rid of Kenny, and I'm, I'm sure some of the Irish media and some probably uneducated fans possibly may call for it. But obviously, what everything he's done leading up to now, with whether, <coughs> excuse me, be Dundalk or with the twenty ones. <clears throat> has been you know it's it's been good work but the one thing I'd question so we've, we've seven what was it seven losses in six games or seven games without a win and six games without scoring so <clears throat> I just like the 21's obviously lost today which puts an end to any kind of chances of us being in a in a in a major tournament then the seniors called up five of the under 21 players so I don't know if that's uh, I said it on Twitter earlier. I don't know if that's poor management or it's 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 showing signs of the process. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure because if you look at Moise Keane at, for Italy, he's still in the 21s. He's he's doing outstanding at club level, but they're not bringing him up. He's still, he's staying with the 21s. Like if Darroche, Malumbi, you know, um, Adamida were playing for the 21s, that I'm sure they would have had a much better chance of going through. Like they did, they lacked a little bit of something just to get a goal or whatever they dominated the play with the senior team it's definitely a work in progress I definitely think he's going to get the whole World Cup campaign qualifying campaign I don't think there's like internally there's going to be any pressure on him until um, we see what he does there but I've, I think I've said on the show before I just think Kenny is probably the coach that he is is probably more suited to club football um, and I think you can see that he needs time he needs to work on processes and game plans and international football is very much a results business 
you know, like we're we're missing strikers, but yet Shane Long wasn't. And I know he's building for the future, but Shane Long wasn't in the squad. So once Adam Eda was worn out, we didn't really have another option. You know, and, mm. and he's the perfect player to drag players um, up with him and, and, and teach the players around him after the career he's at. Oh, yeah. I said this to you, I think we were speaking during the week, when you actually texted in saying that Shane Long was out. When's the last time Shane Long scored a goal for Ireland? Probably Ger- the Germany goal. But we don't ha- the, the, problem point, the point I'm making is we don't even have another striker that's scoring or not scoring. If James Collins is playing for Luton, like... But- but, but like she may as well play herself up there like she would score as many goals as Shane Long. yeah but do you know what I mean like it's like I, I've i got off to, like Shane Long just needs to be just sent out to pasture he scored that lovely goal against Germany and we all had a lovely time but it's like you said it's a results business and Shane Long is not the man that you're going to get in there like to score, it's like McGeady and like Glenn Whelan and these fossils that are still just fucking mainstays in the in the they been, they, they just need for over a year. And no, but like say until last year, the, like, do you not think that the Glenn Whelan and McGeady were there far longer than they should have been? Um, yeah, well, Glenn Whelan, Glenn Whelan, Glenn Whelan, October, October twenty nineteen, like he, that, that, that these that these people shouldn't have been there. But I think, but, but I think there, there is an issue in actually having. The players, like he's in, actually having thirty players. Well, particularly that can this play football. Time with COVID as well. Yeah. yeah, like I think, I know, I know what both Beric is saying about having Shane Long on the squad, and I, I know what you're saying in that, like we actually don't have any other striker to physically put on the plane as such mm. at this stage. Like it's just, it's scary the lack of quality mm. we have. True. Yeah, Thoughts. true. true. Yeah, it's just it's the true, depth. Yeah. The depth at, at, at centre forward yeah. just isn't there. Yeah, it's just it's scary. Did like. you see? Uh, did you see the uh, San Marino player that got interviewed there the other day who burst mm. out in tears because two they games. hadn't lost in two games yeah. in the it's first time in draws. their history? Yeah. Yeah. We need to take a, we need Air to book. take a fucking <laughs> out of their yeah. book because our our fucking expectations are like 2002 World Cup level when we are. San Marino, twenty sixteen. Yeah. No. Probably comes a little you know bit back I mean? to like, what we were saying about rugby last year. We probably have too high expectations. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. But like, I don't think we do have t- too high expectations for the football, like because, like, I know, I know personally, and you know yourself. When you turn on the Ireland match, you're not, like, you're not getting yeah. a good game, and an Ireland win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the hope that kills you, because every time you switch them on, it's like. I know. And then they played the first 10 minutes, like against England, first 10 minutes they were brilliant. And you're like, this is positive. Today is the, the well, day. Look, and there's no the doubt about it. There's definitely been like... positives from the last couple of international yeah. meetings. There's definitely, yeah. like, we're definitely playing better football. But the problem is getting the ball in the back yeah, of the net. The and defensively, I know Duffy's had, you know, his father died and, and he's had a rough time in, in Glasgow, but it's just not good enough. We don't even have a goalkeeper that starts for their club. Our three goalkeepers in the squad two or what <laughs> they're, they're all second or third choice so mm. now I'm not Randolph's been great he's been a great servant and he's made some excellent saves today as well but that's just it's just where we are unfortunately yeah. I think I think in, in time when you get to this World Cup campaign Duffy might still be there or whatever but I think you're probably looking at O'Shea um, starting regularly um, you've got Masterson in the 21 like there is pe- people there but they just need to just players there I just need time 
I thought he played well actually against England. Yeah. Man, O'Shea. Yeah. Thought he was very good. Um, Aaron Brown as well. Alan Is Brown, Aaron Brown? Yeah. yeah. Alan Brown. Alan Brown. Yeah. He played well as well. I thought. Then he got a bell for um, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan wasn't desperate. Hogan was good, but again, he. That's it. Like he was. Yeah, he was like, okay. Like, you're not picking Hogan. You're not picking. Want to be building yeah, a team exactly. around them, though, do you? Like. Yeah. Should we tip on? Yeah, I think the less said about this topic. Thanks, Martin from Mallow. <coughs> yeah, thanks, thanks Martin. Martin. Great question. And you're you're the first name in the hat, so it's obviously over the the course of this episode, episode eleven, and the series finale. We're getting to the business end business of the season. End of the season um, yeah. Um, so I suppose we may kick it into the the segments. Um, coach, are you ready to start the clock? I am indeed, Sasquatch. Perfect. You are on um, the buzzer. Let's go. Perfect. Um, so this Wednesday night, obviously, is the NBA draft. Um, I personally find it to be one of the more interesting of all the drafts. So obviously, you've got a draft in your, your four major American sports leagues, but you also have one in the AFL. Um, the reason it's that little bit more interesting is, A, the NBA draft lottery, which I'll get to in a minute. And the second is, it's only two rounds, and it's only 60 picks. So arguably, well, what should be the case is, Every franchise should have two picks, um, but that's not the case with trades and stuff. Um, so you've far less, you've far more scope to make a blunder and and not uh, reap the benefits. But effectively, the first pick this like uh, this year is Minnesota Timberwolves, heavily tipped to pick Lamelo Ball of the Illawarra Dragons in Australia. Um, if his borders are to go by, I don't know if that's a good choice. Um, then obviously a scary top for everyone is Golden State Warriors, the second pick. And then it's Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, New York Knicks, Washington and Phoenix are the top 10. I won't bore you with the other um, 50 picks. Who has them? Um, but interesting to note, the Houston Rockets do not have a trade as a result of the trades for Russell Westbrook. And I think... The 14th pick is the Boston Celtics uh, as a result of a trade with the Memphis Grizzlies. So you can kind of see how it starts to move around a little bit and it's not as as, as set as it should be. Um, how the lottery, I suppose, works is you 14 teams that fail, fail to make the playoff. They're all put into a, a lottery, but it's, it's, it's rigged as such, for want of a better word. So the team with the worst... Um, the worst record has a higher chance of getting the number one pick, but they don't, they're not guaranteed the number one pick. So basically, I think your number one pick can get picks one to five, two can get picks one to six, and so on and so on and so forth. Um, obviously, the, I think the maths behind it all the number one pick has a 14%, then the worst side, sorry, the previous season has a 14% chance of getting the number one pick with the 14th worst side get, having a 0.5% pick. A zero point five percent chance of the pick. Um, interesting to note, obviously. Then, obviously, when you get around to your drafts, something that always tends to come up is your draft busts or your your dodgy picks. I think we all might have one in, in mind, but just kind of the top three of recent times. Obviously, Cleveland uh, Cavaliers would have drafted Anthony Bennett two thousand thirteen, heavily picked to be a huge success in Cleveland. Um, LeBron had gone to Miami at that stage, so he was touted as the the savior um, for the Cleveland franchise. Four seasons, I think he's something like twenty five games, an absolute bust. Number two, Greg Oden, 
um, 2008 pick for or 2007 sorry for Portland injuries wrecked his career um, he had 5 seasons didn't probably make it um, and then interesting one for you Jay Williams drafted in 2002 by Chicago Bulls in the void left by Jordan obviously heavily picked to be uh, the saviour for Chicago he had a fantastic um, opening rookie season but was involved in a motorbike accident and wrecked his knees um, violation of his contract so he wasn't actually paid the remainder of his contract um, but I suppose it got me thinking then um, with draft buffs, busts etc a question for the group who is the biggest letdown in the history of sports and why is it Jose Antonio Reyes R.I.P <laughs> R.I.P R.I.P yeah. indeed um, I thought he was a good footballer, yeah, was, footballer but I mean as an won. Arsenal fan he just showed so much promise and then and then he just kind of faded, faded into, into the background, background. Yeah. and then there was that thing with Real Madrid which you don't envy anyone around, but he never never really he never lived up to the promise so I suppose like that that goes across so many sports there's all these players that Jesus when they were young and up and coming you thought He's going to be phenomenal. Or you heard this wonder kid, and you know, I was wondering who who your yeah. biggest left it, like Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu is a massive one. Soccer yeah, manager a hero. Um, de- depends on, on what sports you're looking at. If you're looking across, like you could probably do a, a top three across all the sports. Do you remember Jamarcus Russell for the Raiders, the quarterback? This is, this is a... He was meant to be. Uh, he was unbelievable at Madden. Yeah. <laughs> he he was the only quarterback in Madden that had 99 show power, which was the only stat that you couldn't get better. He was the best quarterback. There was a brilliant uh, like story uh, about him. He was sent, given a heap of videotapes to bring home and watch, and they asked him like what was on it, and he started like spoofing for two minutes straight, and then they go, oh, really? Yeah, we might watch over that back and just blank tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't watching tapes, or not. he wasn't even trying to. He just meant to be so lazy. Like He... Um... He, one of my mates who was actually listening to the friend of the show, as always, listens to the podcast. He actually texted me whenever week we were talking about uh, Megatron. I was going first in the draft. Megatron went second. Okay. Jamarcus Russell went first that year. Which shows you. And like, which shows you how, how like, highly touted he was. And he was just dog shit. Um, then I'm surprised he didn't mention Markel Fultz from the. Uh, because his his he's still in the league, I suppose. The the players I picked were all they're done. Like they've yeah, the times he he, well, he, he will is, be he, is <laughs> he will be. <laughs> I I think you're a bit uh, dismissive of Lamelo Ball. I think he is gonna rip the league up, and I'm not. I'm just looking at presence set by his brothers. Is all I'm saying. I said it's a potential for a bust. I think I think with Lonzo Ball, I think he's been. I think he's probably a really really good outstanding athlete model professional. I think the problem is is that that yeah he's just been built up and built up and built up. Had, had he not, and he just come on the scene, would would the Lakers have picked him? Maybe, maybe not. The 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 problem with uh, so what was it, the brother that's in? It's Lonzo. Yeah, it's his style of play. He's a point guard who likes to play for assists, but we're moving towards a perimeter shooting league. So he came into the league ten years too late. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think he, he does what Rajan Rondo does. Melo's a, Melo's a good shooter though. El Lamelo, yeah, he, he's good though. He's not great. Yeah, he, and he likes like to go to he, the he, 
he hasn't come through college either. He's gone Lithuania and he's coming from Australia. So there'll be question marks there. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I I could I could still think we could see Mello at someone outside of the top four picks. I think trades could be done. I know the Knicks were highly touted at initially with maybe trading up with Golden State. It'd be fascinating yeah. to see him at the at Golden State, but I don't I can't with, with Steph and with Clay. I just he just I don't think he's gonna fit there at all. No, he he'll he'll upset the apple cart too much, and not him specifically. Yeah. His dad will, <laughs> and they just won't have it. Yeah. Like they'll be they'll come in and they'll be telling Steph and Clay that like they need to pass more yeah, to him yeah, or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They'll be laughed. For those of the listeners that don't know the Ball family, um, they've got a, a Facebook TV series. Um, or a Facebook series, not like the TV out, but well, the family. yeah, um, they're kind of well. The father is kind of um, Lavar Ball is kind of out there. They're essentially the of the sports world, aren't yeah, they? Like it's crazy, but it's kind of like um, having said that. Yeah. I don't mind the kid. I don't yeah, mind exactly. the kids. The kids like, always... I don't really have an issue with Lonzo, Melo, or Leangelo. Jello is yeah. the other. Yeah, he's in the G League. Yeah. He's in the G League. No one talks about him. OKC yeah. Blue. Um. Yeah, like I've no, I've no real issue with any of the kids. It's just that that is a knob, like, and he just doesn't. Just as as well, something to to bring up. Sorry, just when you said OKC, I meant to actually bring this up earlier. OKC because of the trade work they've done over the last couple of years, they have. You know what I'm saying? It's two rounds, sixty picks. Mm. In the next six years, they own fifteen picks. Wow! Like it's mental. So, but it, they're set up. It's kind of like Bitcoin, yeah, isn't it? They're just building up a little bit of a currency, and they'll probably look for players. They trade it again, yeah. yeah. It's going to be very interesting now with this, with how it's looking in Houston. Like they're going to blow it up, um, because there's going to be draft picks thrown left, right, and center, and yeah, it couldn't have come at a more interesting time. Yeah, it's a funny one, that isn't it? With, with um, Westbrook and Harden. I don't think Harden will go. No, he's been rumored to go to Philly. Yeah, not a hope, um, because Maury said he was taking a leave. He didn't want to be involved in basketball anymore. A month later, he's at Philadelphia. I don't think if you're the owner of, or the, the new incumbent GM, you can allow Harden to go to Philadelphia of all places. You'd probably rather send him to Golden State. You know. As you went to the Lakers. Oh, what a um, They're heavily linked with the Demar Rosen. The I know. Which I have never wanted someone to go somewhere and win a ring more, more yeah. than Demar to go to there. Obviously, than Derek Rose to go to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's up, he's up, he's up there. He's probably second. Yeah. Like for they someone get who's like probably with what Derek Rose won now. Uh, that that would be perfect. Like two people who are done in by their teams basically, um, beforehand, and like it would just be it'd be great to see them both get it at the same time. Mm. Like, that would make me very happy. And Rose. Yeah, um, but look, it's going to be interesting. It is the more like I know you look at the NFL one; it's two hundred and thirty-three picks over like five days. This is a night, and it's sixty picks. So there's, there's very little. Uh, who is um who who's the kind of main pick this year? Is it is it Mello? It is. It's, it's Mello is linked. Uh, yeah, is it? That's what they reckon. Um, Minnesota with the number one pick. Is there anyone else who's? Uh, Edwards, um, I forget it. his first name escapes me. It's not a great draft compared to say last year when you had last year. And, <laughs> and that is the end of our ten minutes. Oh. One last thing, just join. It's obviously because of COVID. You haven't had any college basketball um, this year, so oh, okay. it's hampered a lot of players. Um, mm. Which kind of Grant. makes out that Meadow will be the number one because he's played so much basketball over the last twelve to eighteen months, I suppose. 
Uh, yeah, in, t- in terms of tape over the last 12 months, he probably has the most tape. It doesn't mean he's the best talent, yeah. though. Uh, he's a good shooter though so he, the league might suit now the way it's kind of gone it's not as physical as it once was absolutely anyway I suppose <coughs> next up mm-hmm. your weekly dose it's the doctor's orders Ooh. it is indeed yeah uh, thank you welcome thank you for your could you look at my rash <laughs> what rash is that yeah so i'm just gonna cover uh the ga of what has been this all? weekend ah it's absolute madness okay i'll go uh, doc you're on the it's clock. absolute madness that we're discussing the gaa championship in uh november but given the year that we've had um sure look it's okay uh we go through uh horland four so kilkenny oddly enough Still under the leadership of Brian Cody, have won their forced Leinster title since 2015. Jeez, unheard of. Um, I suppose Galway added into the mix there because they don't do a, a Munster Horland cha- uh, uh, Connacht Horland Championship. Connacht kind of adds a bit more competition to it. So congratulations to them. Uh, Some game. Anyone see it? I didn't know, but I believe it was so close down to the end, but only for Kilkenny scored two goals in the space of 40 seconds. 60 seconds. seconds. Yeah, that's... The first, the first goal by Richie Hogan was class. <laughs> so yeah, I believe. I did not back. see it, but yeah. Jesus. I, I, do you know, I think I miss live hurling with a full crowd more so than live football with a full crowd. But I think the actual product yeah. of hurling... Stands up a lot better. It's, st- it's still a in this weather. It's still football considered is. the fastest field sport in the world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, unless ice hockey is on a field, but ice. Don't ever bring that up again. Ice hockey. Uh, so anyway, uh, down uh, south, then Limerick have done their first monster back to backs for the first time since nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty one. Congratulations to you. Uh, the coaches, Nate of Wexford, were beaten by Cleary yesterday. Sorry about that, coach. Um, and Tipperary no, no, no. with a win over their Munster rivals, Corks. They go into a, a quarter final then next week. Uh, big win for. Are you from Wexford? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just anyone but Dublin. That's like a oh, kind of okay. AUB sentiment there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sorry, touch her from Jesus. Wexford there. AUB. Um, anyone but United. Anyone. As in anyone but Manchester United. Ah, ABU. Um, but yeah, in a two big results there, and I think in terms of All Ireland um, potential, if anyone is going to really, really challenge Dublin, given that Kerry were knocked out last week, it's probably going to be Donegal. They had a really good showing in Ulster. So they went to the Ulster final against um, Kiavan. So a pretty big win over Armagh. Um, and Cavan had a one-point win over Down, but they were down by like eight or ten points coming into the, the second half. So they kind of like steamrolled away to a... Well, not steamrolled, but in the second half, like they certainly picked off the fucking scores already to get that one-point win. So that'll be an interesting matchup. You want to know how it won't be pushing Dublin for the All-Ireland? Go on. Yeah, again, like Mayo today, they had a one-point win over Galway, and it was their first uh, Connacht title in five years again. again. So, it's also Galway's first championship game. Um, 
Oh, as a result, as a result of Sligo. Of Sligo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is following yeah. on to what and we were I discussing think, uh, last week. But I think this week there hasn't really been. There, there hasn't been. Oh, you may there, say there you may say that, coach. You may well, say it's that. Full circle, isn't it? <laughs> it's gone full circle, hasn't we're it, guys? There we're back. The boom is back, uh, baby. There hasn't been any positive results, I don't think, on the inter county scene this week. No, none that not we know. Not that I've read or none that we know. Of, so not that we know of anyway. But um, yeah, Mayo one point to win. Because yeah, May- Mayo winning Severe is a win. massive negative. But what will happen is uh, because next week then is the rest of the provincial finals, so it's going to be Dublin. Mead Dublin had twenty-two point win over Leash today. Um, Mead, I'm really looking forward to this because Mead scored seven goals in their last out and scored five goals today. Nine point win over Kildare today, but uh, struggling, struggling for points. For points but that goal threat. Nine points. Yeah, they only scored now, but five nine yeah. fifteen points. Yeah, we're not going to get the goal. Not great. You're not going to get the goal you chances against Dublin that you got against Wicklow and Kildare. You know. Jeez, I wonder will they put an application into the first actually division? Actually, really. Uh, Actually, really looking forward to. Uh, considering was it last year that it was double the maiden Lancer final and he's only scored four points. Sasquatch. Was that last year or the year before. What's with the beef? What's with the beef today? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of heat being thrown about in this last in this first <laughs> yeah. half, and I've been a part of none of it. This is strange. This is. Yeah, which oh, is massive. Yeah. I wonder what Mead, they've scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, I wonder if they'd go for an application you know, into the, the League of Ireland First Division. That's what I thought it was getting. Nah, nah, nah. They probably should. Be better than someone. Goals win games, Nick. Oh, coach. <laughs> <laughs> cut it out, cut it out. Um, but yeah, another, I'll tell you, another, another great... One thing I was, yeah. uh, Doctor, one thing I was very... Would you say impressed? It, t- it took me, it, it took me, it knocked me for six actually a little bit, was watching the Dublin game, or the first half of the Dublin game, and the camera angle was in the opposite stand. Shocking. It was actually you did not like it. I, I actually, didn't like it. Somebody actually commented on one of the Facebook pages and said, "Did they are they streaming this on a Nokia thirty two ten? Now, given that Nokia thirty two tens, as in from like the early nineties, yeah. don't have cameras. It had no cameras. But I see their point. <laughs> yes, it wasn't a great angle, but look, <clears throat> not I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was different. Oh, you like you like change, do you? <laughs> a man of your ill likes change as well yeah <laughs> Doctor, time let me tell you. Like uh, but anyway yeah so next Saturday evening will be the Lancer final 7 o'clock in Crow Park at the Cork Tipperary I can imagine Cork will nip that but look you never know in, in the world of GAA and then Cavan Donegal I think everyone expects Donegal to probably win Ulster so the scenario then is in terms of the football it'd be whoever wins Leinster plays whoever wins Ulster and whoever wins Munster plays whoever wins oh well Mayo so it could be <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to say at the minute because like for all you know we're going to be sitting here next week going well two of the games are cancelled <coughs> because yeah there's always there's always that and, do you know what I mean like, just to back you up on that actually I watched Wexford and Clare yesterday yeah. and <laughs> all the Wexford team had a box at the side of the pitch both teams had a box at the side of the pitch with their water bottle and maybe a towel yeah. in it or something like that but the physio runs onto the pitch, pitch with a bottle of Bally gown one of the players takes the lid off drinks it and then the next player takes the lid off and then the next player takes the lid off and next thing you know a few minutes later the Mayor Rishka's running on the water bottle it's like it's just 
this is this, it's just amateur error. It's a yeah, joke. This, it's an absolute joke. Get it. It, is ama- it actually there. is amateur, mate. Just, it is amateur error. Go ahead, then. It's elite sport. There's it's a lot a, of. A, th- th- there's certainly a disgrace. lot of. I suppose complacency. Where I don't know. Like, is it that con- kind of whole mindset of I'm an elite athlete. I'm cannot potentially catch this virus. Whereas, Here, re- whereas you at the PUP can. Are they? Are, are they no. tested at all? They're not. Oh, they are. Te- they are tested. tested. They're, they're probably not tested to the level tested. of. Yeah. Well, if they're not tested, how do they know it's on the map? For that way, um, they are tested, but I just don't think it's to the level of any other sport. Any other sport. And, like. no. and arguably, totally some counties aren't getting tested because we had the whole situation with Loud at the start of the campaign. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, but there's, I suppose, with in terms of getting back to the action, like in terms of hurling, they do have a backdoor system. With football, they don't have mm-hmm. a backdoor system, so it's literally just straight into All Ireland semi-finals from the provincials. So, certainly looking forward to. And I think it is, if I'm not mistaken, yes, it's next weekend. So Tipperary are playing Cork in the Munster senior football championship and that is the weekend of the 100 the, the centenary commemoration for the bloody sunday, bloody sunday. In Crow park and they're going to be wearing the specially designed uh jersey, jersey yeah. as well and it, is it white with a green stripe yes white with Possibly. a green stripe so um dublin did i know i seen on social media that dublin had released one but i don't know if they're actually planning on wearing i haven't heard that and but just Dublin's one, Dublin's one was lovely. I wasn't actually it? have one, and it's like an exact replica of the one. It's literally just the blue long sleeve with the mm. their Jesus. I think it was just before lockdown, but it took like six weeks to uh, six weeks to get delivered. But I'm happy I have it anyway. Yeah, um. yeah. Look, <laughs> look. Should it be going ahead? Should it not be going ahead? We can see her all day and. A lot of people would have quite a strong opinion both ways. Um, it is going ahead, and I suppose it is providing some. For now, but of a I lift. think I mean, it, yeah, it's providing somewhat of a lift. But I think if you will say have all the county boards doing some form of testing for those panels, and if you get even, we'll say. I mean, right, Sligo was Sligo that had to forfeit. Last week, correct. Or the week before, uh, yeah, yeah. Sligo, Sligo didn't get to play a game, game in, in Champions. So, I mean, could you imagine if, I suppose they had clusters? So, we'll say like, oh, the Cork squad have three positive tests, the Dublin squad have five positive tests. If you start getting a certain amount of people from each panel, then it's probably time to be like, okay, we'll 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 stop it. We'll cut it. Out. Goes for all all codes. I suppose would be my opinion. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Look, it, 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 that's the whole thing about COVID, yeah. though, isn't it? You're you're responding to <laughs> what happens at one deal. Perfect. Um, Thank much. Thanks for your time. Thank you. We'll take a quick break. Um, after the break, we'll obviously have the coaches, good, bad, and the ugly. We'll have Berks rough and tumble, and we'll also have the second fan question that's ended into the draw. We'll return shortly after a quick word from our sponsors. (laughs) 
Hi everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. This episode and all episodes in season two are produced in partnership with the Square Ball. The Square Ball is located just off Marion Square. It has dozens of screens showing televised sport and award-winning barbecue, making it the perfect spot in Dublin to catch the game. For more information or to book in, please visit the-square-ball.com. Thanks. Hello and welcome back to the second half of episode 10 of the Three Busted Barstools, of their Busted Barstools podcast. I'm going to get on that one of these days. Next up, the fourth Barstool. It's the coach for his good, bad and the ugly. You're going to have to run your own clock, run your own timer. Well, the coach's clock is now running. Um, so this week, the good story of the week was... <coughs> The special release of the Mitre Ultimax 95-2000 to 2000 Premier League football. Christmas obviously coming up soon. Uh, Mitre decided to, re- to, to relaunch the football that they use from 95-2000 when they were the official football sponsor of Premiership. And it got me thinking, as it always does. These balls, by the way, are going for the region of £390. They made 600 um you know, six six hundred of the balls. However, you can get yourself a replica for twenty seven pounds if if you're that way inclined. Um, but it got me thinking: what piece of equipment or kit would you like to bring back and get yourself this Christmas? So I'll get I'll yeah. get his going. I'll get his going. Mine is a Mighty Ducks jersey. So I'd like to see a little relaunch oh. of the Mighty Ducks. And I'd like to, I had one when I was a kid. I had the maroony kind of Mighty Ducks jersey. That's what I'd want. But I'd want a white one this time. They had a white one as well. It was pretty slick. But uh, yeah, around the table, around the houses, what do we think? What would you bring back? Before we go down, I just want to just wait. Those miter balls. Do you remember fucking playing Sunday League football with them? They were fucking foot shatterers. Mm. They used to break your foot like kicking them. Yeah, it was a and they were going to ask me to pay three hundred and odd pound punt for them. Yeah. Could you help me? It'd be more of a, a, a very uh, nostalgic kind of feel. Like that'd be kind of something someone in their thirties would buy. Yeah, well, look. Oh, <laughs> thirty-two of, over here. When you think of the ball, like, I suppose it brings back, you know, Shearer, Owen, Fowler, um, you know. Burkham. When I look at that ball, I just feel pain shoot up my rifle. It's, it's the one thing, the one thing that does ball. bother me about the ball, I've seen it, and the minor footballs have a um, a little ninety-five in the in the, mm. the centre of ball, and that annoys me a little bit. So I'm guessing that they obviously don't have any permissions to use the Premiership sign. They had did. In the middle, the centre of the ball, beneath the miter, have a, a lovely little FA Premier League um, emblem, as it was. Yeah, the lion. Exactly, yeah, but that's gone. So, yeah, what would you guys bring back? Obviously, the Mighty Ducks jersey for myself, and a, a little reboot of the movies, even at Christmas time, would be great. Is it bring back, or just what would we like to have? As like, in what, something like, from like, that era? Well, like, I suppose they're re-releasing, they're giving it a nice, nice little punch, so what's something that you go, yeah, that, do you know what, that needs, a, like, the, the, the kids of the... Of the of today need to know I would personally see it's it's kind of it's happening because of the new film but a Space Jam jersey will be yes. quality yeah like mm. a Jordan Space Jam jersey because then like yeah. I hope they bring out a LeBron one now for the mm. for the new film but I think a Jordan one would be sick I like that a, a, like a Toon Squad jersey I believe was the title <laughs> Toon, that's the one yeah nice little white one with a blue trim it was nice yeah oh yeah, yeah. Lola Bunny on the back exactly. talk to me exactly. baby talk exactly. to me <laughs> <laughs> Zach Levine wore that for the, for the dunk contest. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Massive fan of him as well. Myself? Yes. It's actually quite one close to the home. 
Okay. Fingerless rugby gloves Ooh, a la Rugby tech Draco in his pomp Yeah The green rugby tech ones Draco in his pomp Filled to the gills With sticks of dynamite <laughs> The terms In their pomp <laughs> Just makes me so happy <laughs> Yeah That's That's what might bring back Something close to their home Nice um, Maybe Maybe even the Micasa yellow oh, the gloves. gloves. Oh yeah. yeah, everyone and their granny <laughs> owned a pair of them. Even even though you're just going to show snowballs, you're sticking them mm. on, aren't you? Yeah. Here, and they, every- were, they were the first original multifunction gloves. <laughs> Do you ever see those gloves now? Like you can see them on. Yeah, I've seen my remember seeing my mum doing the sink with them. Yeah. Ah, oh, lads, yeah. pu- lads be punching windows out of cars then. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you could pick up things two hundred degrees. They were they were literally invincible. Doctor, you, you'll often see an old boy stripping the head <laughs> on there as well. It's class. Yeah, very multi-purpose. Doctor, I'd say, anything, anything I'd that say probably. Mind. I don't know if this is still on the market or not. It probably is. They've probably tailored it to the 24th century. But the Kickmaster. Oh, what oh, yeah. show! Remember the Kickmaster? <laughs> I remember I had one of those. Is that the football on a rope? The football in yeah, the around net your waist. on the rope, yeah. yeah. Yes. And you yeah. could either... You're doing a cruise ship you could now. Either, like, put it, yeah, know. put it around your waist, or they have like the ones where you hold it, like it's as if you're holding a dog leash. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, one. I, I actually have a, another one as well, which I ordered recently, um, and I got an email from them saying it was out of stock. Which really upset me is a, a Harchester United oh, jersey. Yes. You know, oh, dream team oh my kit. god! Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I had Fletcher eleven Fletcher on, the on the back, back. and everything. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ordered it off um, where I get all my kind of retro jerseys, and um, they like emailed me after like two weeks. I thought it was on the way, and they emailed me and were like, "Oh yeah, sorry, um, all the Harchester jerseys are oh, out of stock." Do you know what? I hate was, that. That's actually really, oof. really harsh because. You know the way when you're like scrolling through social media and you see like a site and they're like, "Oh, this jersey, I ordered a, um, <clears throat> I ordered a, a rugby training top. Now I got that. It's a sleeveless one, and a Benfica jersey that was like twenty quid. And about two weeks later, like that, they were like, "Sorry, not in stock. We'll give you your money back." Me. Yeah, they take they take the money yeah, quick they enough. Take- yeah. Uh, that is a great one moving on what's to the, the bad what's the bads yeah we're moving on to the bads so France and Fiji were called off this week in the new Rugby Nations uh, Cup um, along with that we had Mo Salah picking up COVID with Egypt I don't know if you saw Vida um, the captain of Turkey getting taken off at half time due to a positive uh, COVID test um, and you know as a result comes off at half time so what I want to know is are we being greedy and is it time to cancel all internationals until for a notice, or, or or at least play them over one week, Sasquatch. Just a quick one. When you were reading that out, and you said Mo Salah, I heard Mo Farah, and I was like, "Shit, he's an English celebrity now." Um, how's that going to impact? Um, yeah. So look, yeah. I'd want to listen back. I think you did say Mo Farah. Did <laughs> <laughs> you? Like that anyway. Well, I have to listen to that back. You definitely said Mo Farah. Yeah, it's that south side. But look, yeah, I want to. I want to know what do we think? Are we? Is it? If, if, if players are staying within their clubs be it rugby football whatever they're staying in their bubble and they're probably not moving from obviously the country that they're in so less chance because now we are going to see knock on effects massively I think I personally think the issue with COVID is not for especially from a, a sports perspective it's not the game it's not the perspective countries you're in it's the airports because when you're in an airport, no matter how good your protocols are, you do not know where the people around you have been. 
or where they come from. And I just think every time we have an international window, it was Ronaldo the last time, it's Salah this time, and it's your high-profile players. I mean, it just it just seems pointless, fruitless. Yeah, my my thinking would be: you see, the, for example, the Nations League. Could we have not have brought the four teams together over a one or two week period, and just do one international break, play their three games over two weeks, and then they're done. And but yeah, now I, instead I, they're traveling. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, because yeah, there's not a crowd anyway, so no one's missing out on gate receipts. So yeah, and and no one's fucking circling the international break in their calendar, going, "Oh, I can't bloody wait." Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. might have also been a great time to acknowledge it that. The Nations League is what it is. It's a money racket, and yeah, it's not a proper. It's not a proper fucking competition. It's, a, it's just a money racket for UEFA. But yeah, look. Well, down the line, it has implications for us, so that we're now probably very. Well, we're not qualified for Europe or for the Europe European Championship. So, mm. and had we done better than that, maybe we could have. <laughs> maybe we would have had a little bit of hope. <laughs> <laughs> not qualified, <laughs> which of course killed it. As we discussed. Moving on to the ugly, um, the All Blacks lost for the second game in a mm. row. Um, what I want to know is, is the the aura gone? Are they? Are, is the All Blacks of old diminished and finished? I'd say just a team in transition. Um, yeah, transition. since he was there, Steve Hansen quit, didn't he? After. Tingers, he's still in charge. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, you look at the All Blacks record this year. It's it's five games played. It's two losses, two wins, and one draw. But they've only played Australia and Argentina. Mm. Like, the Argentina result, I actually just I just appreciate it for what it was. It was a phenomenal for Argentinian rugby. I don't know if you've seen the, the clip of Argentinian, I think it's the number eight. And there's a bit of a scrap, a bit of a shamozzle uh, at the start. And he, he, goes over, he goes over to the referee and he goes... He's hit one of my players. I'm playing for my country. You show me some respect. And it's like, it's a giant of a man as well. And I think it's it's great for Argentinian rugby. New Zealand probably are just on a, just kind of filtering. It's the middle of a World Cup cycle, the middle of a pandemic. They, They'll be back. Correct Don't me worry if I'm wrong, uh, coach. Isn't it the first time since 2011 they've lost two on the bounce? Because it was in 2011 a World Cup winning year for them as well. Was that? Well, I think their losses came after the World Cup, didn't they? Oh, they came and, after, um, was it? Okay. I think. I okay, yeah, I won't argue with that. that. We, do, we, do, we do have a large base of South Dublin rugby listeners, so I'm sure we'll get corrected next week if we're... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Put, slate, um, probably slate I'm, not a, I'm not big on rugby, but like two losses surely isn't... like You, you wouldn't be setting off the fire alarm. Like, do you know, do you know what but I, mean? I suppose it's I more think. that... It's very, it's very, very <clears throat> rare that the All Blacks lose one yeah. game, but to lose two in a row is. It's also like Australia have been in the doldrums for the last few years. If, if we're being quite pragmatic and ugly about it, and it's Argentina's first game in over four hundred days. Obviously, following up from the World Cup, didn't have any games between then and Christmas, and haven't had any games since. So it's it's four hundred days, I think, plus since Argentina the last game. It's New Zealand's fifth game and. Six or seven weeks, yeah. so that too. I just think, yeah, look, we'd have appreciate to, it for what it was a phenomenal Argentinian performance. You'd have to fancy your chances if you were coming up against the mm. All Blacks, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you'd fancy, but I fancy my chances playing against Ireland at the minute. Well, that's the other side of it. Um, so that has been this week's <laughs> Go Bad and the Ugly. <clears throat> now. 
So I guess thanks for tuning <laughs> yes. in for this week's episode. Uh, we just, will just see you all next week. Just, uh, just on that, <laughs> sorry. Um, just nah. to, to not face the South Dublin rugby following backlash. Um, oh, thank God. They, oh, thank they, God. Were, they, they lost two matches in succession by South Africa and Australia in 2011. Yes. And the time before so, that was 2009. Um, and then they last lost two games in a row at home was like 1998 so, yeah. so there you go so Quinton 20, yes Quinton 2011 so a full nine years was the last time the All Blacks lost two test matches in a row thanks for that talk they don't call me the doctor no. nothing <coughs> they don't call me the, the last bastion uh, arguably <laughs> for nothing arguably uh, the, the potentially the most explosive part of this week's episode. Now this this is going to be calm. This is going to be calm because I think I listened to this week's fan question and I and I'm going to save my my <laughs> gusto for that. Um, um it's Barrick's rough and tumble proudly brought to you in partnership with the square ball. Yeah, like everything else. Yeah, like everything else you do. <laughs> Um, coach, Beric, you're on the clock, baby. Yeah. Um, oh, come on, baby, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This week we had a couple of great fights. Um, I won't go into the one that I really want to talk about because I think um, I think we have a question about that. So uh, as we as we've kind of allowed to sit throughout the show, um. We did have the return of Terence Crawford this week, um, who arguably, depending on what side the fence you're sitting on, is top three pound for pound. Um, he fought Kel Brook in Eddie Hearn's... Oh, no, it wasn't. It was in Vegas, sorry. In um, in, in the bubble in Vegas. Um, knocked him out in the fourth round. Pretty convincingly. Terence Crawford, if you haven't, if you haven't seen him box before... Just go on and look at his highlights on on YouTube. Um, he's just, I, I'd say, you don't want to be thrown around the word like masterful, an awful lot. But Terence Crawford, when he boxes, like he can switch stances, he can knock you out, he can outpoint you. Like there's nothing the bloke can't do if you know what I mean. Like and um, if you're if you actually enjoy watching boxing, Terence Crawford is your man to to tune into. But he knocked him out in the fourth round fairly comfortably, and um, retained his titles. Um, so hopefully there's a fight with him and, and maybe Earl Spence kind of coming up. Well, it, nothing's been official, but that would be the fight that I kind of like to see. Two lads, probably top five pound for pound in the world. Um, just for sheer enjoyment, it would be uh, a serious fight. Um, UFC was also on last night. Um, Paul Felder fought to San Jose. There was a, a bit of a... Well, it's it's not even controversy anymore. Felder lost the fight. Um, he took it on three days' notice. He cut twenty pounds in three and a half days to make lightweight. Um, which is for anyone who's like even attempted a diet knows how hard it is to lose weight. Never mind water cutting and and, and all that stuff. So like the fact that he even made the weight for the fight in in itself is is a massive massive change. Should not but, be allowed, um, should it? When you're a professional athlete with 10% body fat, it is water manipulation, really. You know, that kind of way. He's not 
like it's it's very hard mm. very difficult it's probably not the best thing for you but um it's just the nature of the sport like you know you know that kind of way um actually one championship are the only kind of mma organization that have kind of changed the game in terms of weight cutting they um they actually do hydration tests all through camp so you can't say cut huge amounts of water for your fight so their divisions are all up one if you know what i mean so in ufc in bellator lightweight is 155 whereas in one lightweight is 170 because that's what the athletes would weigh before they start their weight cut if you know what i mean so everything is up one so much so like in sasquatch should fight in one rather than ufc if we were to go that way well, it'd be it'd be nearly super hard. heavyweight's the same, man. Yeah, super heavyweights all, all around. Um, but it, it'd be it's harder to make the weight in the sense that you need to be that weight. Whereas a lot of a lot of fighters kind of um, obviously they're all in incredible physical condition, but like muscle weighs quite a lot, as as you as you know. Um, also, there there was a Bellator on Friday, and and our. Our very own, well, he's not our own, and I suppose he is our own. I'm gonna give call him our own. Um, Pedro Cavallo, um, he's uh, SPG fighter, he's Portuguese, but he trains in Ireland. Um, he fought for the featherweight world championship in Bellator. Um, he was knocked out, unlucky, well, not unluckily, but he was beaten. Um, it's only 25. Um, so hopefully in the future, Pedro will be back and maybe get another belt in MMA for Irish MMA. That will be. That'll be ideal, guys. No, um, yeah. Questions wise, I don't really have a question for you this week because I have I'm a question. Desanyos for... called yeah. out McGregor after he the fight. Did. Yes, um, I have a follow up question to that as well. And McGregor on Twitter kind of mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, it's grand. He's he's gonna do his thing in January, mm-hmm. but he kind of accepts as such." Yeah. Um, is that a go or really? Like Desanyos, where does he stand in in the kind of? Uh, he's not even in the top ten, is he? Currently? See, Desanyos is a weird one because he he jumps between weight classes. Yeah. He, um, he he he's kind of between fifty five and seventy. Um, but yeah, there's no reason it shouldn't be a goer. Like he's a he's a very good fighter. He was, I think he said it himself in his in one of his press conferences there last night. Like over the last couple of years, like the only undisputed lightweight champions have been him, Eddie Alvarez, Khabib. And Connor, so Khabib's retired. Eddie Alvarez is in one. They're the only two there. All the rest have been interim champions. Like Tony Ferguson has been interim champion. Uh, Poirier's been an interim champion. Um, Gaethje's been an interim champion. Like so. So if Poirier beats McGregor, mm. would you say it's a Desanyos Poirier or is it a Desanyos McGregor next step? Desanyos McGregor, I'd say. For because Poirier, if Poirier beats McGregor, he, he deserves the belt. Like yeah, like he. See, this is why I nearly... It's, it's hard to... It's hard to argue that the belt should be on the line for that fight because if McGregor wins, he technically doesn't deserve to jump straight back in for a title. Mm. Whereas if Poirier wins, it's like... He should get the belt. He's gone through the... Wait, who's yeah. got the belt currently? It's vacant. It's, it's, see, Dana White came out recently and said that Khabib's actually not retired. So Khabib still has the belt, apparently. Right. So it's hard to say... Because, see, now Khabib's manager is on Twitter and all, like, tweeting hashtag 30 and 0. So, 
I know. I I'm really not a not a fan of. It. I I hope he just stays retired. But like, yeah, I just have stuff. a question as well. If that's okay to follow up, mm. just which man Paul Felder? Obviously, yeah. stepping in and what you said, three and a half, three and a half days. Yeah. Notice. Yeah. I have I haven't seen the fight now, but in my understanding, it went the distance, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that not harmful to say Dos Anjos' reputation that someone could step in on three and a half days' notice and take the fight the distance, or uh, am I reading too much in between that? No, he was dominated for the fight. That's like, yeah, I know I've read that, round. but still, yeah. Um, Paul Felder is a, is a savage, like he's a genuine savage. Like he took Dan Hooker the distance in the fight before this, um, like he's he's a notoriously tough fighter to finish kind of at the best of times and mm. um, so i wouldn't read into it too much as as a negative to being taken at a distance with him what i do have a massive issue with, what i wanted to bring up um the the judging again was called into open question last night so basically the fight went the distance with to san justin and felder um and two of the judges gave it 50-45 for Felder or for Desanio, sorry, which is every round 10 you know with the 10 point scoring system so yeah, yeah. every round for Felder apart from one judge who gave a 49-48 for Felder, so it was a split decision as opposed to a unanimous see, decision I see the meme about that, alright yeah, yeah. but in no world did, like, did Felder win one round, never mind win three rounds so basically, I ended up going down the, the rabbit hole of, of Twitter, as you, as you know. You click on one link, you click on ten links, and it just it just keeps going. This particular judge has is like notorious for giving rounds the opposite way. Like Camaro Usman for um, Dosanios. Thanks for like, it, like it's unbelievable. Like Dosanios for Camaro Usman uh, a while ago before Usman had the belt. So Usman's the welterweight champ and Usman beat the piss out of him for 25 minutes. Like, beat the shit out of him. And your man gave Desanios the first two rounds. Like, in no world, in no way was Desanios, did Desanios win one minute of that entire fight. Never mind a round. Never mind two yeah. rounds. So, like, I actually, I, do you know what? I'll give you a question, but it's it's not really a question. It's, it's kind of common sense. Like, do you think that the UFC and MMA in general should move forward in maybe getting ex-fighters in to judge fights or maybe running some form of courses for judges because at the moment the way judging works is the athletic commissions come in and go oh, these people judge boxing fights, boxing is a notoriously corrupt sport, let's have them judge MMA, you know that kind of way, so surely there's a way that we could Who does that come down to though, would that be, because do you know the way they, they have to each state they go to they have the athletic commission or whatever so who yeah. like would you have to who would you have to work for like would the UFC not just have judges would they just, just... Uh, what I think is the issue is when you're being sanctioned by the athletic commission they they provide you with the judges is basically the way it works so if you want your sanctioning <clears throat> you, you need to yeah it could be a play it, ball it could certainly sense. be a, a mix of um it makes about definitely former players and probably courses as well um, and yes you're, you're absolutely right uh, boxing is notoriously corrupt speaking of which I was on social media yesterday and somebody had shared the video of Michael Conlon's Olympic fight 
Remember the one that he clearly fucking won and was robbed off and yeah, he was uh, yeah. coursing and and the other, yeah. So Yeah, I reckon Yeah, kind of a mixture of both. That particular if, if, fight if, is like I think that's one of the worst, like, ever in, in terms yeah. of corruption. It, as in amateur boxing, your scores, like, it's a lot easier to score than professional boxing as the rules are if you land a clean shot is a point. Mm. So, like, Conan was, like, given... Like, Unbelievable, Jeff! Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Just to finish that, point, that off, Conan yeah. was, hitting, was, was hitting your man, like, clean, visible shots. That weren't being scored, mm. which like, mm-hmm. like what their particular gripe was with Conan, because I don't think your man won gold, did he? The fellow to be Conan. Now I could be wrong there. No, I think, but I'm no, fairly no, sure he didn't. I think he got bronze. Did he not lose the third, fourth place one? Yeah. So like, it's not even as if they were going, oh yeah, like like there was a few brown envelopes thrown under, being like, oh this is the fellow that is gonna win, like we'll let him off for this fight. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like it was. Just, just, a, just bad, just badness. Like, just a note on ex players becoming officiators or officials. It's a problem across the board, across yeah. sports in general. I don't know how many professional Premier League footballers go on to become managers. Many ex rugby players. I think Glenn Jackson's the only one that springs to mind. Um, he's played with Saracens. I think it's just it's, it generally is an issue. And like the UFC is still a very young sport. I don't know if you've seen mm. the, the videos up. Nineteen ninety three. Uh, the anniversary was this week. Yeah. And when you look at some of the video clips, it's come a long way. That clip of that one fella with just one boxing glove oh, yeah. and, a, and a bare fist. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's to <laughs> and and a and a pair of Air Jordans as well. Um Yeah. Do you know I think it's yeah. um, a universal sport. I, I just think the judging like it's always been bad, do you know in that kind of way? And I and I don't think it's getting like it doesn't seem to be getting better anytime soon. It seems to be going the other way nearly. Yeah. Um, which doesn't bode well for the sport but look I'm but, sure there, there'll be something that they can figure out with it like but with the UFC it could be just the sheer volume of fights they're having that they just don't have the depth of officials to cover all those fights yeah yeah no um, mm. like it's only three people you know that kind of way which which also kind of leads there's another argument that Joe Rogan always goes on about is maybe there needs to be more judges um, like you could have a panel of seven judges, or you could have a panel of nine judges, and but that's like, the thing. Imagine I'm having sure. seven judges and your man still scores it the way he did. Like what happens then? He gets the sack. <laughs> well, yeah, basically, basically, yeah. I, that's I, why, I joke, why I not? Joke. Like, do you know what I mean? I joke, um, I joke, I joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, me, scoozy. <laughs> but like, surely there's a way that you could. Like, say you did go for say seven or nine judges or whatever. Like, if you were to then, like, you don't have to use, say, all nine judges' scorecards, but you could, say, have nine judges score the fight and then take the ones that are similar. Do you know that kind of way? Like, or I'm sure there's a way of doing it. Like, because, say, you have six or seven judges, right? And six of them have it for one fella, like, winning all the rounds, and fucking the other lad has it for the other bloke. You know what I mean? You're kind of then going, hmm, wait a second. Whereas when it's two, or when it's three, sorry, you're kind of giving it, like, there's a little bit more wiggle room for the yeah. routine. Yeah. Three is a bit tight, isn't it, when you think yeah. of it? Like, isn't that, like, very yeah. tight? Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, I think 
Let them fight till the death. That's the only solution. Yeah. Um, Couldn't count unless anyway, he kills them. We have one more fan question, and I'm gonna play this, Woo-hoo. and I'm gonna leave the room. Are we joking? Message was received from a Brendan in Terran Really enjoyed last week's episode. Thanks for that. Question here, and I'm sure Beric will have a good opinion on this. Katie obviously fought last night, looked amazing. Um, should have finished her, I'm sure she'd be disappointed at that, and, and critics will, will, I'm sure, point that out. But my question is around she's obviously at the top of the world now, she's 34. Realistically, has two, three years left there, so in boxing terms, probably five, six fights. At, the, at this stage, everything is about legacy for her, and she mentioned that three or four times last night. Do you think last night's fight added to her legacy in terms of the quality of opponent? Um, I'm just wondering, do you guys think that maybe that was a bit of a waste of a fight? If she only has a certain amount left, should Eddie Hearn and the team not be doing more to get people that are of better quality um, are going to attract more of, a, I suppose, attention, potentially other champions in, in the... the light welterweight etc um, be interested to get your, your thoughts on that I understand that the, the Spanish one was a mandatory challenger but is it a waste of a fight and is it gonna? Is it has it added to her legacy I did, um, do not think though I thought Kate let's focus on the positives oh yeah Katie was yeah, absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal and that fight should have been stopped should have been stopped yeah that fight should have been stopped yeah probably that yeah. was a masterclass in mm. speed and the technical aspects of pugilism but there's definitely stronger, a masterful performance, you might say. There is definitely mm. stronger fighters out there, and and there has been, like, uh, who was on the panel last night? Natasha. Sorry, um, sorry say that for me once more. There, there is, there is stronger fighters out there. You said, is there? Not sorry, not stronger than Katie, but there's in ben in Gu- general, years. there's a strong opponents, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like such such as as who? Well, Terry Harper, but on the fight beforehand, I think will be one. She, she's bigger than Katie, is she not? No. Well, they, no, they could fight. What's uh? See, this this is one thing now that I have a massive issue, right? <laughs> and they're they're throwing. Right, I'll stick with one now at the moment. Well, right? okay, take Natasha though on the panel. Yeah, I want that fight. I would love to see that fight. But so there but is stronger opponents out there. How do you know she's a stronger opponent? What well, is she a stronger opponent based on? Well, Gutierrez last night. If, if you look at her past every she hasn't fought an opponent who's had more than i think i think one of her opponents had 10 fights well when you if you were to go down your one natasha's record have, have mm. you done that no it, I, it would be very similar um the other thing is like this is going back to it's something that we always talk on this podcast it's like why do we Oh, like constantly like try and punish people for being better than everyone else like Katie is the best women's boxer there is like and like you could put her in there with anyone at that weight and it's going to look the same everyone so, so is your answer that there is no one so this like, is sorry. Gutierrez is, is as okay. good as she's gonna get. Well, Gutierrez, like, hold on a minute, guys, right? And I know that Brendan said it there a minute ago, but the way boxing works is there is mandatory mandatory challengers for every belt, and she is the mandatory challenger. Katie didn't turn around and go, "Oh, um, 
Eddie, Jesus, try and get some Spanish bird there, will you? So I can poke the head of her. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is the mandate. Like, that's how boxing operates. Like, there yeah. are specific challengers that need to be, like, beaten if you want to defend all your belts, which Katie done last night. The next thing is that people keep on going on about this cyborg fight. Cyborg, for people who don't know, is a woman's MMA fighter who is notorious for knocking people out. Right. That's okay. What weight does Katie fight at? Lightweight and uh, lightweight welterweight, which is 60 kilo and is 63.5 kilo. Your one cyborg, not to say throw it in the, in the dirt, but she has failed a drug test previously in her career. If you look at her, she is a giant woman. That woman struggles. Now, I mean, like, seriously struggles to get down to 66 kilo to fight MMA. How in the name of God is she going to get to 63 kilo? So then what they're doing, what, what's obviously going to be looked for then is her to move up. So, like, then Katie's automatically at a massive disadvantage because she has to move up in weight. So then what happens then? She beats her. So let's say for argument's sake. And then it's like, oh, well, she was a, she was an MMA fighter. What's like, what's that like? The same way with Mayweather beat Connor. People just went, oh, well, obviously he was going to beat him. He's the boxer. Okay, that's a fair enough argument. So then, let's say, argument's sake, she beats her. Who's the next person she's going to fight? Clarissa Shields. Who's the next big name in boxing? 10 and 0 undefeated Olympic champion. She fights at 75 kilo. So what's this now? Katie's going to go 15 kilo to fight her, like, to get these, no. like, these names. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, where does it stop? I think there, I think there is, though, a, a thing about, say, fight fans, or even just general public who enjoy watching fighting. You want to see the rumble in the jungle. You want to see this fight that is going to... You can always say, I seen Katie when she fought so-and-so, and yeah. she was phenomenal, and it was an unreal fight. She stood toe to toe, and at the at the end of it, she was her, her fists were raised. She was the winner. Yeah. That and that's where I think sometimes people are coming from. And I think a lot of it too is you can't hide in the MMA. You can't hide in the UFC. You can, if you look at the the male counterparts, you can to an extent hide. Yeah, boxing ha- boxing has a notoriously bad culture for that. Um, mm. To not see in the fights that should be seen um, until people are are, are kind of past the prime this is why I always on like every week on my segment I'm always going back to that division the Gervonta um, hmm. Davis um, Nomachenko yeah. Lopez division because they're all in their prime and there's fights there to be made it's the same with Crawford and Spence and then there's other good lads in that as well like um, oh, his name escapes you now um, anyway there's people there that need to just be put together like the heavyweights um Joshua, Wilder, Fury, Ortiz, whoever else you want to add into that. Like, you can't... I, I understand people are saying, being like, oh yeah, well, Katie just goes out there and, and she just... Like, she now, she did batter her woman last night. I am not saying that she didn't. But, like, when... Barca, when, say, Bayern Munich go out and batter someone in the Champions League final, like... What's what's the difference there? Like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's, that's I suppose that's who got there. Bad Brendo's question. Just to rephrase a part of it, that I'm hearing is: is there five or six fights out there worth Katie having? Is there five or six people out there that are, is it actually worth? Like, is there? Like, 
I suppose is there five or six people better than what we've got last night? That is worth um, KE putting her, you know, career on the line for. Her health on the line. Yeah. yeah. Um. See, like it's just it put aside any any kind of fight really. Like you're you're always gonna be be out there putting your health or or whatever it is on the line, your career in line. But like that's what she enjoys to do. Like you don't have to tell someone to stop playing golf on. Thursday and she hasn't specifically like she's had however many amateur boxing fights she's 17 and 0 now she hasn't really taken a lot of damage and one thing I will say as well that goes masculine under the radar your woman Delphine Pursuant that she fought the last two times is a fucking savage and people just go oh well whatever like she's just brushed her in the carpet oh who's Katie for she done 20 rounds of her like off the back foot like your one is a mutant just walked for the entire 20 rounds on Katie and then like but people were turning around there last night I heard your man um, Johnny Nielsen saying it um, before the fight like oh is Katie's best days behind her she didn't look great in the last two um, in her last two fights yeah because they were against her and like it's like she was on the back foot the whole time you seen there last night when Katie was able to go forward, which she done, what oh. she established in the first thirty seconds of the fight, Different what she level. done. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like she's an aggressive boxer. She's not a counter puncher. She's not like Mayweather. She won't sit back and and play like Philly Shell and, and real defensive and be be picking you off. Like Katie goes forward. She is a killer. Like you know what I mean? But you won't pursue. It was bigger and able to take Katie's shots. So she had to outbox. It's not to say that she couldn't outbox her. It's just that's not her go-to style. One is quick, it, I know we're probably... Go on, go on, Sass. I was going to say, is, is it probably a wider issue? Is it probably a lack of respect shown towards the women? Um, the women's boxing? Maybe. Probably. probably. That, that probably the issue we're, we're at hand. Yeah, like one of my mates turned around last night and like even goes like, she's, Katie needs to stop fighting housewives. And you're going, like, you're going, what? 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 Like, what do you want her to do? Like, I, I guarantee that all these women that Katie's boxed, boxed head off 90%. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, as discussed, when I watched last night, I said, <laughs> I go, like, she's, she appears miles better than, than Gutierrez. Um, and I was like, and Gutierrez would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't last 10 seconds. And... It's, it's just, I, it's kind of like, it's like, like everything though, isn't it? It's, there's always, mm. there's always a negative behind it like there's there's always spawn in it in a in a negative light like you know that kind of way um well, yeah well i suppose if if you wanted to, to rephrase brendan's question could you say is there anyone there to challenge katie um not a not at those weights now if she did move up to say 66 or whatever now that could be a different story just by physicality alone now see i don't i think she's the best technical boxer mm. like we've ever seen like yeah. Male or female. In, in, um, maybe not male or female, but definitely, certainly in the women's game. Um, and she she wouldn't be far off in the, in, in the male's game. Um, but at those weights now, and I really, really, really want her to pummel the face off your one. Um, what's it, Natasha? Natasha yeah, Natasha, Natasha, whatever her, her surname is. She cannot, like... She was on her. She was on the last pursuing fight as well, covering it. They need to stop having her do coverage for it because it's painful to watch. Like, like she is a clown. She's going on about. Did you hear her at the end of it? It's like, oh, Katie called me out recently. No, she didn't. 
I didn't. Katie didn't you call anywhere. Like, Katie didn't call anywhere. What? Like, what? Don't, don't lie about it. Like, do you know what I mean? Katie didn't even call her elbow out. Like, she didn't yeah. call anyone out. Like, it's. She's. I just would really like to see her fire. And, like, your one's. It's grand sitting in the studio being like, oh, yeah, I want to fight Katie Taylor. Until the contract arrives at your door and it's like, right, you're fighting Katie Taylor on this date. In the Dunstar's car park. <laughs> yeah, sign that. Cr- no yeah. gloves, no friends. Yeah, on the undercard of Crazy Martin. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, 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 I do really want to see it because I just, I, I think people need to appreciate what we're actually seeing when Katie Taylor fights. Like, just the level <laughs> that she operates at is, is criminal. Like, I think it's going to be it's similar like to LeBron because when he retires. Yeah, it's when he retires. It's, re- it's, it's nearly like uh, I do find there's like a reverse recency bias, isn't there? Like it's it's yeah, like because it's going on right now, like it's yeah. people well, the reason like the, the like reason Dublin, like do you know what I mean? Like Dublin done the, the five in a row or whatever, but like every year before they won their next one, people were going. Ah, uh, this is Mayo's year. Do you know what I mean? It's just constantly like there's somebody else every year, but like, yeah. I think I, see, I think what happens is as time goes on, you forget their many failures. Like say with LeBron, like if if he loses to the Denver Nuggets, that might be brought up for three or four weeks if he mm. like misses a game in shot. But ten years time, everyone's forgotten that and they just remember the final score. Yeah, I have nothing else to I suppose add on that. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm, re- I'm ready to to wrap it up. Yeah, we wrap it up, so. Barrick, wrap it up. Take us home. Brilliant. Brilliant. Another another good week in the bag, gents. I think we're even even though there was a lot of heat thrown around the first first couple of minutes, but look, we got through it together because that's what we do. We're a, we're a team. The Buster Barstools are a team. Anyway, thanks to thanks to everyone for listening as always. Um, please don't be afraid to follow us. On the social medias, the Buster Bar Schools on Instagram. See, I'm getting it now. I have it. It just rolls off the tongue. It's it's flawless now. Um, thanks everyone. Um, Doctor for his consummate professionalism on the research front. Coach for always sparking a nice debate. I love you, Coach. <laughs> You're a great guy. I'd do anything for you. Skip. I'd do anything for you. I'd I'd do anything for you, Coach. Jeremy. Um, Sasquatch the glue as always keeping it real and I have been Beric Tendarian thank you good night much love